0: Hey, everybody, I'm Coots.
1: And I'm Conan.
0: All right, everybody, I am with my partner in crime, Dr. Jeff Conan. Today on our podcast, we're going to address an issue that's come up for us. It's kind of a comical thing. We were just having a, a side conversation, and it's funny how many times people have said to us over the, over the years, and especially just recently, as we were both just at different conferences and talking about where we're going next in terms of a global travel uh, as you know, Dr. Conan and myself um, travel quite a bit internationally and globally. And one of our um, emphasis, even in our DAT program that we teach, is has a global a global um, mindset kind of a piece to it. That's because of what what we bring and. And uh, and uh, and what people have said to us is, hey, do you need someone to carry your bags for you or I can fit in your luggage or something like this? When when they talk about, you know, you just got back from Italy. I'm leaving for Japan tomorrow morning and uh, and all planning already a, a big tour in 24 uh, for Australia with several different cities and and all the stuff like that. And I know you're planning Amsterdam and some things coming up as well. And, and there's there's all we're always traveling. I mean, uh, you know, two or three times a year. Uh, If not more than that, we've got some big international trip going on and, and people, people are always wondering, well, how can I do that? I mean, I want, I want to do that. They, they, they have this image in their mind of the jet setter life, right? And it reminds us of, of a commercial, you know, years ago, I, I, we're not promoting any products here or anything like that, but I, I do believe it was a Gatorade commercial or something with, you know, be like Mike, you know, everybody wanted to be like Mike and uh and the michael jordan thing and and all that and and we kind of get a little bit of some of that is hey i want to do what coots is doing i want to do what conan is doing and they get to travel and you you look at you look at dr conan's uh you know instagram feed and all he's doing is eating great pasta and eating great food gooping around and i'm in front of this priceless historical relic here you know and there's a picture of me here and picture of me there and, and then you know he always puts on Twitter, the, the wheels up, Hey, I'm heading here today and I'm heading there. And, and, you know, and we do that and, and, uh, and, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun and it really is a lot of fun. But I think one of the things that's important for us to understand is, you know, it doesn't just happen that we get to do that. And, and, you know, we don't want to toot our own horns, but you've got to do some work, you know, to get to that place. And uh, and it's not as easy as hey, can I just jump in your bag with you or carry your you know? Don't you need an assistant and all that? And 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 while that's fun and neat, I mean, when we do get to travel with people, we usually pick you know our families, right? <laughs> our kids or our our spouses or whatever you know and and um, and uh, just kind of get, get get your own gig. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, I just wanted that's what we're going to talk about. And do you have any introductory thoughts on that, uh, Jeff? <laughs>
1: There there isn't much left to say from how you introduced that, right? Uh, That is the question. Do you need an assistant? Do you need someone to help carry your bags? And what's your response? Probably the same as mine, right? You can do this too. You don't need to help me. You don't need to carry my bags, but we don't have anything different that you don't have. And you can do this too. You get to learn how to do it. And there's one word that all this stems on. And we'll talk about like, yeah, we do only post the fun stuff. But the one word is relationships. What we do is go to other places where we have relationships. And by the way, many of those times, people from those other places come to the US and they stay with us and they collaborate with us. And they cook on my gas grill and they swim in my pool and they go to the beaches with me. And it's not just work and it's not all pleasure and it's not a balance because I think that's the critical thing, right? We don't talk about work-life balance. First, we reverse it and put it life first, life-work balance. Then we get rid of the word balance. And some have called it integration. I know you call it integration. Some have called it harmony um, I don't know what it is, but when you love what you do, you don't have to worry about it. You don't worry about where that balance, harmony integration piece is. You just be you or be like Mike or be like Matt.
0: Right. You know, and I think that's I think that's the key thing. And one of the things that I really want our listeners to understand is we do have this, this crazy need or desire or autom- maybe it's just an automatic default from our from our culture and society to, to separate these things out. And while we're not talking about a work-life balance thing here in, in our, this podcast now and what it should be and all those things, there is the misconception um, that these are separate parts of our lives. And I do think it's very important to reiterate something that you mentioned. And that's the fact that these things that we are able to do are natural outworkings of who we are. They're natural outworkings of the things we do. And and you know, I know it's laughable and, and so I, I know this is a joke. So I don't want any hate mail or emails or anything like that. But you know, I I I tell I have told people, it's like I haven't had a vacation in like 15 years, you know, even though I'm here and I'm I'm in Australia, I'm in Brisbane, I'm wherever I'm at, I'm I'm doing these neat fun things and I'm getting a lot of R and R time as well. But every time I go somewhere, it's work-related and vice versa. And, and, and that's because of something that I've learned years ago and even goes back to my own research in the whole contextual intelligence space. And that's the idea of we live under this, this false uh, assumption of separate spheres, you know, the, the myth of separate spheres. I know we've talked about this before, of uh, well, I have a work life and I have a private life and I have a home life and all this kind of stuff. And one of the things that has enabled us to do what we do is we have kind of dismantled that, that myth, you know, we, we, we put that myth aside and saying that my life is integrated with all the other things that I do. And I think that's one place you can start. So if you're asking the question, how can I do what you do and create the opportunities that you've created? I say, the first thing is there requires a mindset shift to understand that this work-life thing, this life-work thing, is it's it's assimilated together. I don't do things that promote my career and then do something separate that promotes my personal family life, for example. You know, everything that I do is merged together. When I do something, uh, that's why I said when we do get a chance to travel, I travel with, with my kids. I'm leaving for Japan tomorrow morning and my, my 22-year-old son's coming with me. You know, it's just it's just he's modeled that and I've modeled that and it's like, you know, it's going to be great. Yeah, I'm going over to do a lot of work and I've got like four talks in two days and 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 then meetings with other universities. And I'm definitely, definitely, definitely will be working. I've got about 40 hours of work in a work weekend, like three days that I'm going to be doing. But I'm also taking my son with me. And, and we've got a few trips planned. We're going to, we're going to do some, some sightseeing things. And I'm really looking forward to spending that time with my friend. You should. Right. As you should. And, uh, and, uh, you know, anyways, my point is I'm doing both things. I'm going to have some really great quality time with my son and we're really looking forward to it, but then I'm also working and and it's integrated together. It's mixed together and you've got to create opportunities like that. Um, and anyways, I think to create opportunities like that, you need to have to begin with that mindset shift of it's not separate things. I'm not just working on my career. I'm not just promoting the NATA or I'm not just promoting and and doing this conference for for the Japanese Athletic Trainers Association or whatever it might be. It's it's all of the above. And I think that's a big way to start. And it's based. You mentioned it, Jeff, relationships the reason why we get these opportunities it's because of the relationships we develop with people. It's because of, uh, uh, which is one thing. The other thing that I think is also missed a lot is you've got to have something to say. And this is, this is, this is perhaps where we get controversial or maybe even offensive. I don't know, but there's a lot of people who I've seen. And I know you've seen, we've had these conversations who, who want to live this "quote unquote" jet setter lifestyle, right? Yeah. Like, they don't have anything substantive to say, and even their own line of even even a, a prolific line of research isn't something to say. And I want to I want to be I want to emphasize or clarify what I mean there.
1: Go. So ahead. It's not controversial. It's real. It's yeah. being real. It's being reflective, right? So, for example, one of my areas that I work in is legal consulting, right? But I don't ever get invited internationally for a lawsuit because it's a US thing where we sue each other. I have no value, I have nothing to say overseas. So you're right, if you want to have an international relationship and you want to be invited to deliver whatever value you have to others that's of help to them, you, yes, you have to have something substantive. And then, then you have to have that 80-20 rule, right? 80 of what you deliver substantive, and the 20 is the entertainment value. You must be able to captivate that audience. And captivation is different from one country to another. But I don't think what you're saying is controversial. It might, it might come across as offensive to some people if you shoot them with the hard facts. It's like, hey, you know... Um, you're a really good researcher on this. You've published 200 manuscripts and peer-reviewed journals, but you're awful and boring in presentations. That's why you're not invited to these places. And you know what? That's probably the best advice they could get to go back and self-reflect and figure out a way to have a broader audience. You're 100 right. In fact, I bet you've seen this as well. I've seen people people speak at international conferences who don't have substance, but they have the entertainment value. So they're brought back each time at the end of it. You're like, well, what did they do? They didn't teach me anything, but they enlighten the audience. And so that wins over full content with no entertainment value, but you're right. If you've got nothing to offer, you can't just raise your hand and say, why don't they pick me? And they pick coots every time to do this. But so why can't I go? Well, you, you got to have that content, You got to have the relationship. And, and then when you go bring your a game, man, bring your, you know, People just think like we, we just walk up to the stage each time and just poof, here's the slides and go. All right. Maybe there's some truth to that sometimes. But but we bring the A game. We've rehearsed it. We've married it. We've done it in different audience multiple times. We've given it our favorite word. But if you don't have that A game, uh, when you bring it, you get invited more. When you don't bring it, that resonates. You're not invited back.
0: So you said something critical there and, and good. I'm going to reiterate this because this is, this is, you know, there's advice that you give people. And then there's advice that you give the people. I use the example of my kids. You know, I I love I I love everybody's kids are great, but listen, I, I have something about my kids. I want my kids to really succeed. So when somebody asks me advice, you know, I'll give them my best advice. But when my kids ask me advice on the same issue, I give them my best advice and a little bit extra, kind of the truth. Here's what you really need to do because I really want them to succeed. And it's not that I don't want other people to succeed, but there's a there's a implicit bias with me towards my own kids, right? So here, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna tell you what I would tell my kids. And that's having great content isn't enough. You know, you're going to go to a DAT program, your master's program, you're going to get a graduate degree, you're going to learn to be a researcher, all that, and you're going to become a content expert, right? And that's really, really important. And you can't get to the table unless you're a content expert. But I will tell you this, I, this is something that I just know, because I know it, and having great content isn't enough. No. You have to have more than just great content. And that's what I think you're alluding to is there's a lot of great researchers out there on a lot of great topics, but why do certain people seem to get invited and other people don't and all that? It's because not only do they have great content, not only are they experts in their field, but they've also developed the capacity of what what I how I refer to it as thought leadership. And this is the idea of they not only have great content, but they know how to deliver and create content. And being a content expert isn't enough to do the things that everybody imagines in their fantasy mind that they want to be doing. You have to not only be a content expert, but you have to be able to create content as well. And that's, and then deliver that content. And that's what I would tell my kids, right? deliver. That's, That's what I would tell my kids is, is you listen, you need to be an expert at your thing, but you also need to be able to communicate this. In the appropriate way to the appropriate audience. You you said every. I think you said. I think you use the word captivating or captivate. You know, every every audience, depending on what part of the country you're in, what nationality there are, whatever it might be, um, they're captivated by different things. And unless yeah, think- you're willing to flex with that, you're not going to be successful.
1: No, flex is a great word. I was just about to ask you this question if i took one of your presentations i took 10 slides i bet you could deliver that in 10 minutes or 60 minutes and in totally different ways depending on the audience if i gave you five minutes notice that's being flexible and experienced it's not memorizing the first time presentation and delivering it like you're reading off of a teleprompter or a piece of paper it's you being authentic because Content expertise means you own it. How many times when people are defending their thesis or their dissertation, they're so nervous, but they know the information more than anybody else in that room. They own it, right? Don't we say that same thing to our capstones when our students are presenting the final product? You own this. This is yours. You should be in the driver's seat. And then when you do it multiple times, now what's the difference? The audience, the timeline you have, the goals that you have in the delivery. I love that word flex. Flex is great. But bring but bring us back to this point this jet setting. Yeah, so we live in this social media world. So when we jet set, we tell people wheels are going up. And we tell them where we're going or we make them guess where we're going. And then we post beautiful pictures of the food we eat and the landmarks that we travel to. But you know what I didn't post? You know I just got back from Italy, right? What I didn't post? was when I was doing discussion board postings for class at five in the morning, so that I can enjoy the day in Milan, in Venice, or when I got back to my room and it was 11 p.m. and I have to go back and do more discussion boards or grade papers or answer emails or whatever it is. All you're doing is shifting the workday for yourself, but we don't post that. That's not terribly exciting in the Twitter or Instagram world, maybe we ought to do it. Here's a challenge to you. I want to see pictures of you in Japan answering emails on your phone.
0: <laughs> no, we not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing you didn't mention in there is you also, the, the work that goes into that, don't forget the 30 years of developing content expertise and becoming that content expert. And that's what people, again, and not that, not that there's a, you know, you've got to earn it thing. We're not saying that, you know, you're not ready. You got to pay your dues. If you're hearing that, please don't hear that. Cause we're not saying you're not worthy if you haven't paid your dues. Uh, absolutely not. I, I I completely disagree with that, but I will say you're not worthy if you don't have something valuable to say. And I think that's what's important. And and here's here's the other thing that I would tell my kids, who determines what's valuable to say isn't you.
1: That's someone exactly else
0: right. de- someone else determines what's valuable to say. And that's the other thing that
1: gets people, gets people, you know, and a, Yeah. And that's why you can't get upset about it. If no one's asking you to join them overseas, you don't in their eyes have something of value to them. I mean, it's not your fault. It's, it's life. It's just the way it is. And you know what, that's where you have to brand yourself. It's that whole athletic training vacation. Where do you wanna end up? And if you wanna end up speaking in an international country on a stage in front of you know, hundreds or thousands of international audience participation members, you have to brand yourself. You have to have something of value to all of them. And um, it, not everybody can do that. As you said, there's a lot of components. There's the years it takes to build up that content expertise. There's the years it takes to practice the delivery. And then there's the way to understand how do I develop these relationships where people will find me and invite me to come over here. And no, I don't need someone to just show up 30 years later and carry my suitcase for me. Because you know what? When I get that invitation, that suitcase could be 100 pounds. I'll have no problem carrying it over myself. I promise you. And it'll be 120 on the way back when I load it up with souvenirs.
0: Right. And, and we appreciate why people say that. I mean, we're not, we're not harping on you for saying it. We we've said the same thing. I've said that to Jeff. I wish I could go to Amsterdam with you. If you need somebody to carry your bags, I'll go, you know, kind of a thing. But, um, and, and we understand the the tongue in cheek and all that with it, but there is an, an implicit nature to that of like, well, it's just, it's just all fun. The reason why they want to jump in our bag because they look and say, well, it's just all fun. And, and while it certainly is fun because we're good at what we do and we've made it that way, there is that, there is stress in it. There is prep in it. There is work that goes on. There's the, there's the, 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 like you said, the off record stuff that you're actually doing while you're there. And, uh, and, and which leads me to, to this thought here of, you know, there's to start the journey. Let's go back and talk about maybe the, the rookie, the novice who, who, or somebody who just wants to start this is. You have to start with applying, but they're applying to speak. You know there are opportunities out there. You've got to put your 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 name. You got to bite the bullet up front. I guess you know you can you can. There's international conference, and you just have a poster. You know, so if you submit a poster for an international conference, that's great. You're going to end up paying for that. There, there, no one's going to pay your way because that's the other thing that, that we're also kind of talking about. I think the assumption is not only are we doing these travel things, but most of the time, not every time. So please don't misunderstand me, but most of the time, someone else is paying for me to go, you know, and this isn't out of my own pocket or anything like that. Most of the time. And, and which is all, which is another thing entirely else. I mean, because when you're presenting at a conference, your employer's paying for you, you you're paying out of your pocket, you're doing a poster, but we did tons and tons of that. I mean, i've spent i mean i don't even know if i suppose i could look at my taxes or whatever but i'm sure it's tens and tens maybe even hundreds of thousands of dollars over the last 30 years of me paying my way to present a poster here or a poster there that's all part of becoming this content expert slash thought leader that we're talking about is you've got to you've got to do that to get to that space and so so don't be afraid to apply to speak at conferences. Don't be afraid to apply to have your poster presented at a conference and then pay to go. And when you start doing those, those are the opportunities that teach you to flex or to pivot like we're talking about. Cause you're right, I can put slides up behind me on the content area that I speak on and you could random shuffle the order on me Thirty seconds before I go up, I actually play a game with some of my other colleagues where we get up, and this it's a tr- this is a true story. It's I was in Australia last time. We we did that every session we spoke. We would get up there, we had our slides, and then they would write on a scrap piece of paper five or six crazy ass stupid words that don't make any sense to context of anything, and our job is to work in those five words into the presentation seamlessly.
1: <laughs> I love it I love it you
0: know? and so, so so I'm up there talking this guy puts hudagogy and heuristics and uh, stupid words that I would never use in an audience like this and just alright so and I've got it and then there's something on the line if I pull it off successfully he has to buy dinner that night if I fail to pull it off i am buy dinner that night you know of thing.
1: and so but, but-, but you love that right you yeah. like the challenge but ninety. 90- Seven out of a hundred people would stress out over that. Right. Hate that. They just,
0: they would just concede uh, dinner.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But so it's, you know, it's a matter of, you know, individuals' personalities. Do they have it or do they not to go do something like that? Or how many times have they been in front of a group? And you know what? I've got to ad lib off where I'm going with this slider. Um, I think one of the best ways to handle that type of situation is um, when you're especially... The more you speak and you travel internationally, you got to be prepared for Q and A's because the types of questions that come at you in a Q and A take you off your script. But if you know your content and you've got that presence about you, right, as a speaker, as an expert, you love Q and A. You thrive off of because it's what you just described. I don't even know those five words. I don't know what this person who just stands up and raises their hand is going to say. In fact, some conferences. They don't let people do that. They're so worried about what people are going to say. They don't let the mic run around. They make them write their questions down and pass them up to you. Or they toss you these softball questions because they don't want people to have a mic. And how many times do a person get a mic and they don't have a question? They're just telling a story or their opinion of something that you said. And I just had this happen the other day. I I, I interrupted a person. I said, excuse me, sir. Is there a question in what you're telling me here? Um, But all of that is it's part of the ability to get to this point to be invited to speak and you're right when you're trying to gain experience and you're branding yourself and you're practicing delivering your content that's on your dime they're not paying you for that they only show up when you're ready to hit the home run now they start calling you and it's a great great feeling and and I agree with you this is not anything we're saying negative to those people that joke around with us because my answer right now is to everyone just, just get lying can I carry your bags? So, yeah, get in line because you're about 150th, and that person, you know, is asked that question. But the, the real answer is you two can do this. Right. You two can do this. No, maybe not overnight, but it's not any secret that we have. And you know, people like this. Some people don't, some don't even want to get on a plane and go overseas. Fine, give me your ticket, I'll go. And and you know what? Travel's a headache, but you put up with it. You you don't care. How long is the flight to Japan? Uh, it's like 12 hours. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's um, awful. But when you get there, it's worth it. It's all worth it when you get there, right? You have photos you'll take, pictures you'll post, memories, like you said, with your son at a last lifetime. And all that is a beneficiary of the work you've put into for decades to get to this point. And that's why you do it. Because it's funny because
0: my son and his wife were over for dinner last night and he made a, a comment, he's like, Dad, I got I was, he goes, last week at work, I was just thinking, I'm gonna to, I'm gonna, I'm traveling the world with my dad. You know, and he actually said, and I started crying, he goes, I'm sitting there because I'm at work and I started getting emotional. I started I had a tear come to my eye. Cause I know that's that's something that you've wanted for decades yourself. And here I'm sitting there thinking, it's like I'm I'm getting to travel the world with my dad, you know? And um, and and those are those are key critical things that i think are important in this but again it's this idea of we want to we want you to know that everyone can do it but in the same breath i'm also going to say not everyone can do it yeah and 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 for this reasons you just said some people aren't going to want to get on a plane some people it's too risky there's too much time involved there's they
1: they um they get exactly the right job. all those
0: reasons exactly right exactly right so so it is important that you hear this because it sounds obviously this this counterintuitive oxymoron kind of thing. Uh, I firmly believe, and I know you do too, that everyone can do this. I also firmly believe not everyone can do this. And. and- <laughs> And, and I think, and, and so I hope you hear what I mean by that and, and, and what's underneath that. I think everyone should try. Everyone has the capacity. Everyone has the same opportunity to be able to become a thought leader, a content expert who moves beyond the applying to speak to being invited to speak, which is kind of the, what we're talking about, right? The continuum. If you start branding yourself, creating your image, creating your persona, creating your content. And that's one thing that people don't understand. I think we should maybe Park there for a second, because we've been talking about content expertise, right? And one of the reasons why people can't do this is because they stick to only content expertise, and they forget that how how they package it is important. You have to think about developing your persona. Developing your image, branding yourself, how you do that. And and we we think, oh, I've got this great information. I've got this awesome research study that was published in this great journal. And it's got 10,000 likes. And it's been cited 4,000 times and all this stuff. That's wonderful. But you still have to, if you stand up there and just read it like you're giving an academic presentation, you're not going to get invited.
1: No, and I want to add something to that. You make some great points but I think it's really important to understand this too. The the higher you get on that sort of ladder of successful reputation, right? You are the invited person, you you do have content and you have delivery style now and brand. The more you have to be ready for people to knock you down off that ladder, right? Not everybody likes me. Not everybody likes, well, most people like you, but... (laughs) The fact of the matter is, right, this happens. This is reality. And when you deliver something with confidence, with experience over a period of time, you, you do feel this, you're building this sort of Teflon shield around you. Like, I'm really comfortable now. Give me the mic. I can't wait to have the mic and, and spool out, you know, what I want to say. And now you start to have people challenging you more. They don't like your style they don't agree with your content it doesn't matter sometimes it even gets personal Um, but i think that's another thing you have to be prepared for when you do this it's not all wheels up fun and glory there are some times where you know you're pushed against the wall to defend this skill you have this delivery you have this brand you have in different environments and and that's no more true than when you go to different countries Absolutely. Right. And you have different, even a a normal question that someone's asking in a nice way could come across as being brash if you don't understand that culture. And so I think that's another piece of because we're never perfect. We're always trying to get better and improve. We realize the more we know, the more humble we become. uh, And it's an ever growing piece of doing this. But then when you keep doing that, yes, you are seen as someone who can blend in. In a welcoming way that still has value, regardless of the country and the culture that you're speaking before.
0: Right. I think that's critical. You know, people are always looking to dethrone you, especially oh when you get to a certain point. And uh, and that's something I know we both have experienced. And this is why I think it's critically important that there that we distinguish between content expertise and thought leadership, because one of the ways that I have learned to flex and pivot when people are trying to dethrone you, A, that's normal and natural. So I never resent anybody for trying to dethrone me. I never resent anybody for trying to become a content expert in leadership and all that. More power to you. I'm your biggest fan and your biggest advocate. So you absolutely should. And I know that there are people out there who know way more about leadership than I do and have studied it at a greater depth than I have. One of the things that separates is the difference though as you do move into a space of thought leadership and that's where how you you uh you wrestle with this this is how you 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 flex with this thing of people trying to dethrone you is then you begin to develop This idea of well, how do my ideas emerge? How do they advance? What are the emergent properties? To bring in some crazy physics stuff and all that, you know, what are the emergent properties of my ideas related to leadership? What what haven't I learned yet? What what can evolve? The whole meta skills things, which is something that's evolved. The last two talks I've done, I've done them on meta skills, right, and how they relate to leadership and that's just that's an emergent thing that's been happening because there are people trained and there are people who are doing better on leadership than I'm doing but there's but then I have to flex as well and when you get to that place of of being invited and being a thought leader where your persona is set your image and brand is 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 mature because it's never set but it does become mature it's always evolving and that's part of the thing that's another reason why not every everybody can do it but not everybody does is because the ability and the willingness to to flex, you know, with that and to pivot and to and to evolve with it, I think is really, really important. And and that's how you manage the people who are trying to dethrone you. You don't make them your enemies. No. You actually help them become the people that they want to be. And in so doing, you become a different person as well. And I I I believe that. So I don't know if that's good advice or not, but that's what I do. And and I it's it's served me well so
1: far. No, I think that's well said, and, and I think um you know the take-home message here is that don't be like Mike, don't be like me, don't be like you, be yourself, build your own brand, learn from others, and you have the same potential. Although that word potential is really, really scary because it just means potential. Um, but if you utilize that potential and you learn from the people around you who can mentor you. You're absolutely right. Don't hate, don't be jealous of them. Uh, you know, latch yourself on to people who can help you get to that destination. And you'll have every ability that I had and that you had to create these opportunities. And they're fantastic. They're not perfect, but boy, I, I'm not complaining. It's not easy to be overseas and post all these amazing photos. And then when something goes wrong, you know the train broke down or whatever it might be, and you tell someone back home about it, they don't care. <laughs> they don't
0: care. You get no, you get no uh, sympathy points.
1: No. Oh, so you. Like did- one of
0: the things I'm stressing out about right now is, so I get back, I get back from Japan, and I know I'm going to be jet lagged, however many hours, and all that kind of stuff. I get back from Japan on the 31st, and then I have a pretty high profile, high stress, three hour workshop that I'm doing April 1st, the very next day for a pretty demanding organization and group. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna get off the plane, hopefully get a nap and then get up and have to walk over to the drive over to this this company and do this thing that I'm doing for them. And I'm worried about being tired and fatigued and jet lag there. That's, hey, no one cares, dude. No hey, one, cares. Oh. it's stressing me out, but no
1: one cares. <laughs> no, they they don't care so you you spin it you say man that was the best trip ever from japan i'm so happy to be here with you guys today right
0: exactly right so well we are out of time and those are the last words so
1: coots and conan are out